This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. As surprising as this may sound to some people, the Bible is just as relevant today as it was thousands of years ago. In some cases, maybe even more so. You have to think, part of the Bible is prophecy, meaning things to come. So a lot of it is geared towards the future. But the future for them is present day for us. Today, I wanted to share a story that jumped out at me this year while studying Paul and reading about his journey spreading God's word all over the nations. Truly, after Jesus' death, a majority of the New Testament is the story of the birth of the church. One day, I would love to chronicle the life of Paul on his mission to share the gospel, but until then, I will pull out a piece or two that I have read on my own. For a little backstory, I'll share that Paul had begun traveling to different cities and different countries, establishing churches and discipling others in the way of Jesus. See, for the typical Jew, this was a major shift. The Old Testament was gone and the world was freshly entering into the New Testament age, living under the New Covenant. This meant that Jews and Gentiles alike were able to enter into God's kingdom because Jesus came and He paid the ultimate price for the sin of the world. Old Covenant blood and sacrifices were no longer required and people no longer had to relate to God through a priest, but rather could have their own personal relationship with God. Paul's life mission had become sharing all of these wonderful truths with the world, bringing in as many as he could to God's kingdom. One day, Paul decided to go back to Jerusalem and revisit some of the places in Greece that he had previously ministered. So I will begin reading in Acts chapter 19, verse 21. Paul had it in his heart to go to Jerusalem and, on his way there, to revisit the places in Greece where he had ministered. After that, he said, I have to go to Rome also. So he sent ahead into Macedonia two of his ministry assistants, Timothy and Erastus, while he remained in western Turkey. At that time, a major disturbance erupted in Ephesus over the people following God's way. It began with a wealthy man named Demetrius, who had built a large business and enriched many craftsmen by manufacturing silver shrines for the Greek goddess Artemis. Demetrius called a meeting of his employees, along with all of the various tradespeople of Ephesus, and he said, You know that our prosperous livelihood is being threatened by this Paul. Who is persuading crowds of people to turn away from our gods? We make a good living by doing what we do. But everywhere Paul goes, not only here in Ephesus, but throughout Western Turkey, he convinces people that there's no such thing as a God made with hands. Our businesses are in danger of being discredited. And not only that, but the temple of our great goddess Artemis is being dishonored and seen as worthless. She is the goddess of all of Western Turkey and is worshipped in all the world. But if this outrage continues, everyone everywhere will suffer the loss of her magnificent greatness. When the people heard this, they were filled with boiling rage. They shouted over and over, Artemis, the great goddess of the Ephesians. The entire city was thrown into chaos as everyone rushed into this stadium together, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions for Macedonia. 
When Paul attempted to go in and speak to the massive crowd, the disciples wouldn't let him. Some of the high-ranking government officials of the region, because they loved him, sent Paul an urgent message saying, Whatever you do, don't step foot into that stadium. The frenzied crowd shouted out one thing and others shouted something else until they were all in mass confusion, with many not even knowing why they were there. Some of the Jews pushed forward a Jewish man named Alexander to be their spokesman, and different factions of the crowd shouted instructions at him. He stood before the people and motioned for everyone to be quiet so he could be heard. But when he began to speak, they realized that he was a Jew, so they shouted him down. For nearly two hours they shouted over and over, Great is Artemis, the goddess of the Ephesians. Eventually, the mayor of the city was able to quiet them down. He said, Fellow citizens, who in the world doesn't know that we are devoted to the great temple of Artemis and all of her images that fell from Zeus out of heaven? Since no one can deny it, you should all be quiet. Calm down and don't do anything hasty, for you have brought these men before us who aren't guilty of any crimes. They are neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess. So, if Demetrius and the men of his trade have a case against someone, the courts are open. They can appear before the judge and press charges. But if you're looking for anything further to bring up, it must be argued before the court and settled there, not here. Don't you realize they're putting our city in danger of being accused of a riot by the Roman authorities? There's no good explanation we can give them for all of this commotion. After he had said this, he dispersed the crowds and sent them away. Okay, guys, Thanksgiving is behind us and the countdown is on. Christmas is only weeks away. Are you ready? I have the best Christmas gift for you. I've already got a few myself, but it is called Journal the Word Bible. These Bibles have many versions. They have a reference edition, a large print edition, and editions for men and women and girls and teens. They have large print for those of you that can't see like me, and most especially, they have margin in the side where you can put your own notes, your own reference marks, your own prayers, your own dates of (laughs) answered prayers. I love it, and you will too. Go and check them out at journaltheword.com or visit your local Christian bookstore. And now, back to our show. Okay, a little backstory here, guys. Ephesus was like the main hub. It was like the worst of the worst. It is where a lot of stuff happened, and it was the main place where they worshiped the goddess Artemis. They had her temple there. It was said to be one of the seven wonders of the world. People came from all over to worship and buy idols and buy statues. So all of the men making money and profiting from this business were getting upset because Paul had come in and was winning people over for Christ. And these people were giving up the false gods. They were giving up the idols they'd stopped buying. And this really upset them. Like it really made them mad. So they like thronged together in what was a huge stadium, kind of like they used to fight in, um, if you've ever seen the movie Gladiators. It was like that, and they rioted. Well, these people were governed over by the Romans at the time, and so they were afraid that because the riot had gotten so out of hand that they were going to spark more 
danger and discipline on themselves from the Roman Empire. And they were like, guys, we've got to squash this. Let's take it to the courts. So that is a Cliff Notes version of everything that I just read. And I know that it's a long way around it, but I have to say, this whole scene sounds like a modern day moment to me. Listen to what these guys said. You know that our prosperous livelihood is being threatened by this Paul, who is persuading crowds of people to turn away from our gods. We make a good living by doing what we do. Our businesses are in danger of being discredited. Does that sound familiar to anyone? I don't know about you, but this makes me think of a lot of things. The local authorities of the day sounded a lot like politicians, and the businessmen sound a lot like the money men of, you guessed it, present day. I feel like it is becoming increasingly apparent today that the life and values of Christianity is being viewed as a threat to those in power positions. I mean, it may have been thousands of years ago, but the Bible is alive and well. The principles and lessons are timeless. Money is still king in the eyes of the world, and idol worship is still alive too, though it does come packaged differently. Today, these idols and gods are sold as entertainment, celebrity status, and global causes, where agendas are pushed at the expense of what is real and true and good. Global warming, big pharma, gender ideology, government-controlled education, and the list goes on. Sounds to me like a lot of junk being pushed by the people profiting from whatever idol they are peddling. And here's the deal. As powerful as these people are, politicians and big businesses alike, they are all threatened by the integrity and choices of those living lives that are turned to Christ. You can see it all over cancel culture. Which voices get canceled? The ones that speak God's truth, not the ones standing saying, this is my truth. Because truth isn't subjective to one person or another. Truth is what God says it is. How many celebrities have been dragged through the mud for sticking to their convictions? How many Christian films and books and shows have been suppressed or deleted? The day I put up my YouTube channel, it got pulled down. I can only imagine why. I promise I didn't come here to ruffle feathers today, but I did come to encourage. The Bible doesn't just mention stories casually and for no reason. The years have changed, but Satan's tactics are still the same. May that be your motivation today. He's still using the same old tricks, and yet the ending will never change. Our God wins. So may we carry on fighting the good fight. Know that, just as in Paul's day, there will be those in power threatened by the very things you stand for. Let it be so. Because we know whose we are and who we answer to at the end of the day. It's not those people. It's our Father who formed us in His own image. Today, I pray each of you are emboldened to keep standing firm and sharing the good news. It's the only news that brings hope and a future to a dark and hopeless world. I love y'all, and I will see you back again next week. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share this show with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.